Kane and King. Conversation starters for the drain man. Drain relining is the no dig, no drama way to rehabilitate your assets. The drain man. Uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation starters, it's for the drain man. Drain relining is the no dig, no drama way to rehabilitate your assets. The drain man. It's a very good morning to you. It's Fireball Friday. If you're joining us for the first time, we went in all sorts of directions in the first hour, but a big McCafe menu coming your way. Mark Wilson from Jet, they're performing in Gather Round, so rock royalty in this country is going to join us this morning. Sammy Edmund with all the news, the Friday agenda and your calls. Uh, Kingy, a couple of games on last night. There's been four across uh, the week so far. Footy every day is nice. There's another couple today. What have you made of it all? It's been exciting, hasn't it? And good morning, everyone. I think it's been terrific to see teams trying to play fast footy now. The conditions, obviously, were difficult for both uh, matches last night. A little bit slippery, a little bit bit wet and wild. Uh, All sorts of things going on at the uh, Swans and Lions games with the power going out and snakes and all sorts of of delays. Uh, So it it was a different night. Of watching footy, but I just think if you if you're watching the games at the moment, don't get consumed by the, the scoreboard and don't worry too much about the winning or the losing. Just look for what's new, what what's changed from 2023, and what can what can really give you that spike. You know, every team's looking just to, to just to win one more game, two more games to to break into the eight. Mm. You know, I, I think we we don't want to over assess it too much. But there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about, Cornsy, and I'm just going to get uh, Brooksy to put up on the at SEN breakfast um, X Ooh, handle. Like it. I want to chat to you about a, a, a clash last night, which which was once you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it was it was Haywood from the Sydney Swans and Darcy Wilmot from the Brisbane Lions. Now there's fifty fifty ball pretty much in the middle of the two. Haywood comes through and leads with the head, and Wilmot does what every Coach is now instructing and turns side on as he approaches um, the point of possession. He makes contact with Haywood's head. Haywood gets the free kick, kicks the goal. Now, even the commentators, uh, uh, Jonathan Brown and uh, Nathan Buckley, spoke about it for for two to three minutes. Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Now, I've just got a, a view on this, and I've had it for a while. If we are to protect the head... Do we need players being rewarded with free kicks for an action that could bring serious trauma, whether it be a neck injury or even just concussion episodes? I'm wondering whether we take the free kick out of the equation. So, so disincentivize people leading with the head and try and force them to, to, to correct and lead with the, the shoulder or the, or the rump. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still be reported, as is the case now. You can still be reported for incidents that don't necessarily get you a free kick. But take the free kick off the table. What do you, what do you well, think? Well, I, I reckon you're definitely onto something. So you sent this to me uh, this morning, and we're going to discuss it now. It is shocking uh, technique from Haywood, and he ends up with a free kick. Yeah, like it's, and it's, goal. It is, it is poor technique, and Wilmot's technique is perfect. But I'm wondering whether he gets suspended for this Wilmot, which is just ridiculous if you look at it, because he has bumped Hayward, who, by the definition of it, has his head over the ball and vulnerable. But Wilmot's done what we've all been taught since we were five years of age. Now, we've always not paid a free kick for someone ducking their head in a tackle. So if you duck into it, you don't get paid a free kick. 
this should be the same. Now, I don't know if it's hard for the umpires to adjudicate or whether it makes it more complicated and um, you know, what is the, then you're asking umpires to sort of decipher what technique is, is right and what is not. But so how would you if, you, if you were speaking to the umpires now in the AFL, what would you say to them should be the change? Make the change and, and, and disincentivize players leading with the head. So, so this is play on. The call here is play on. So you make it easier for the umpire to work out, oh, is it shoulder, is it size, is it head? It's just play on. Yep. Um, and if you deem that Darcy Wilmot has come in too aggressively and gone outside of the, the, the laws, then he will get reported by the MRO and he'll, he'll serve his time. But in this instance, I don't, I don't think he has. It's just a poor technique from Hayward. Yeah. And he gets up and takes a kick. So he won't be suspended. <laughs> At worst, it'd be a, a fine. But... Um, if we're if, going if to be was, serious, if he was, concu- if he had to go to concussion protocols, yeah, I would trouble. suggest that Wilmot's in trouble, which, and, and you can look at it. We'll post it on our, on, on our Twitter account and you can have your say. So the play on aspect of it, I like it's, so it's the same, it's the same thing. If a player leads with their head in a tackle and they duck into it, it's just play on. It's not, it's not a free kick against it's just, just play on. Um, but this is where I get really confused with the rules because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed a week for that, particularly if he was concussed, as I said. But I'm thinking that would be ridiculous if that was the case. So it is, I mean, so it take is the report re- out of it for a yeah. moment. Take the report. Are you comfortable with the free oh, kick being taken off the table? A hundred percent. is. It is shocking technique from Hayward, and I, I don't know what he's trying to do in that moment. And Wilmot should not be penalised for going in and attacking that contest perfectly. See, people tell me that if this concussion discussion, it just rages and it upsets the average fan because they think our game's becoming soft. This This is a simple change you can make. That, that addresses head trauma in, in, a, in a percentage fashion. It's, it's, mm. a, it's a 2% of this. Mm. It, it mm. happens very rarely. But if you just but it, take But this... it also teaches players to protect themselves as well. Yeah. Our players adapt quickly. Because I think there's an element of some players that attack contests like that knowing that they're going to receive a free kick. So we all want a free kick and it's in front of goal, it's a goal. Well, that's, Players put that first before their own safety. So they do that knowing that I'm a chance to get a free kick here if mm. my head's vulnerable. Whereas if you're saying, no, 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 we're not rewarding that, you've actually got to still attack the contest with good and, technique. And I agree with this uh, temper texter here ending in 8-3-1. The Jack Viney tackle on Brody Kemp the other night, the players are tending to throw their head into the ground once they know they're, they're going to be tackled and, and almost challenging yep. the umpire to think it was a, some sort of spear tackle, which is not the case. So I... I I think we've got work to do here, and this is an easy solution. Yeah, I think there was one last night with with Ward. He got a free kick. Uh, it was, might have been Ainsworth. Same same thing. It's just that's just not a free kick. I, he definitely exaggerated contact. Got a goal out of it. Play on. Um, so you, I mean, it's really hard for the umpires. I get it, and players adapt and they want a free kick and they'll do anything to get one. Uh, it's an excellent discussion. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Kingy suggesting a rule change. So Check can we it out. can we do a little a little? We'll um, do a poll. A poll yeah. on it. Yep. We yes will. or Why no? Not? Thumbs up, thumbs down. So it'll be on the at SEM Breakfast handle on X zero nine six. That's where you yep. can have a quick look and give us your thoughts. I mentioned this with Jared last night. Just just don't panic over preseason results. So if you, if you look at what went down last year, so if you're a Blues fan, you go, gee, we we looked a bit sluggish. We looked vulnerable in defence. Just relax. There'll be some areas that you need to address. But Hawthorne got within a kick of Collingwood in their official practice game last year, and it looked like they were going to win. We know that Collingwood had a hard training block, and they were flat. We saw Port Adelaide lose to West Coast, 
and Fremantle in both of their preseason games. Where Fremantle finished West Coast terrible, Port Adelaide finished the home and away season third. Um, Sydney smacked Carlton in their official preseason game, ninety-seven to fifty-four, last year, and the Blues five goals up in a prelim final. Sydney just scraping to the eight. So just, just relax and take them with a pinch of salt. Don't don't discount some concerns that you've got, but preseason often means little, and it is a long season. I want to play this from Brett Montgomery. So he's been in the game for a long time, Kingy, and I always think to myself, what, what, what is the difference between the best teams and the good teams? And I reckon he gave us a bit of gold last night on Sports Day in explaining what the best teams are doing and what they're asking their players to do. Have a listen. Yeah, I think that the underpinning stuff with, with the system that you're seeing probably for four or five clubs, that is, yeah, they're pretty similar. I, yeah, it's it, it is definitely role based, which I'm, I know is a bit of a cliche, but sort of brings that to life a little bit more than the clubs that sort of just pay lip service to roles. But they're very specific, and they help you. Most importantly, they help you move the ball. They also set the ground up really well to make sure other teams can't move the ball against you. And look, it takes some education. It certainly takes some commitment and parking the ego at the door a little. But I think we'd all agree that the brand of footy the uh, the reigning premiers play is a pretty exciting one, and it's role based. So. Uh, yeah, look, there's a lot to like about it. Is the difference between the best teams and the good teams what they ask of their role players? So he says that clubs that play lip service to role players, no good, forget about them. <laughs> Whereas the teams that are successful have role players that help you move the ball and stop the opposition moving the ball. It's pretty good. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think the next part of that is when you start winning games of football, everyone gets rewarded. So you play your role, we win, we roll on, unchanged. Everyone tells me that I love that. That was a great conversation. I heard it. I heard it last night when I was in the car. He just spoke sense. You know, yeah. this is this is this is what we do, and this is why we do it. And if you're not prepared to do it, that's fine. We'll have to re-educate you and bring you back in different ways. And and then the star factors, we ask yeah. them to be role players with a bit of extra on top. I, I thought yep. that was a, a a nice way to finish that discussion as well. So, can you get your team's players to buy in to playing a less selfish brand of football. And it's really difficult. Some some good players want to be good players and they want to stand out and they don't want to play that role for that brief moment. But that's what the best teams are doing and perhaps that's the difference between uh, the good so and the bad. What's another difference between the good and the bad is is regardless of what's at stake, they want to, they want to dominate you. I don't know whether you had a chance to catch Toby Green last night. No, I see. He, he, he had... Yeah. He just destroyed that game last night. I felt sorry for Lemons, Lemons who's gone back at you last yeah. year. Butter, Butterick was going to him for a bit. <laughs> Butterick's oh, thinking, I've missed a stack of footy lately, and you're going to give me this bloke who's on fire? Look, it was just, it was great to watch. I, I, I do love watching him, and uh, the little maestro was at his best. But I'm telling you now, we talk a lot about CTE. I'll give you another one. CME, the Cameron Mooney effect. So Moons has gone up to GWS. And has worked with their key forwards. Yeah, Cadman looks better. Well, he's done a little bit with Cadman, but I'll tell you what he's done with Riccardi and with Brown. And he's he, he's a big fan of, of both of those guys. I haven't seen Riccardi be that sort of imposing, physical, full forward type. I've seen him be a nice, on the lead, um, mm -hmm. beautiful finisher. He's, he's a lovely kick at goal. He took four marks inside 50 last night, and all of them were contested. They were... They were they were big boy marks. And I thought, wow, he, he's had an immediate impact on him. And what that does is just raise the bar. Brown, he talks about a lot. He thinks he's a gifted athlete. But to see him 
go at the ball with with a genuine want for contact. I, I think that's a. He talked about in the coverage the missing component to them is probably their key forward stocks. There's a lot and of Hogan, reliance. Hogan didn't play last night either. No, a lot of reliance yeah. on Jesse and Toby yeah. to kick the goals. So if those other two can can meet them halfway, and the wild card of of a young cabman, I'm not going to let's leave him to the yes. side for the moment. Yeah. But if these other blokes can just be you know key post targets and bring the ball to ground, gee, they're going to be a, a team in 24. What have you noticed from your team if they've played uh, this week or over the preseason? Let us know your thoughts. Often you watch it even closer than what we do. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. On the other side of this, so stick around to to Billy, Jeff, and Mark being very patient on the open line. I want to hear from uh, Adrian Anderson and also Lee Matthews have had some really interesting things. Speaking of rule changes that they would make to make the game safer and to make the game better, it's polarizing. We'll hear from them next.